This is Super Yacht Radio. Welcome back to Super Radio. As many of you listeners know, we have been talking with crew and professionals all around the world this month and this past week or two. And for the A-Crew Crew Award nominations in 2021. And I am delighted to have an old friend back who many of you know as the crew coach. Karine Rayson. And I just got to talk to you just a few months back as you won the Duty of Care Award in 2020. So are you just kind of working your way through categories? I'm not sure what's after this one, though. <laughs> oh, it's not. Hi, welcome oh, thank back. Thank you so Lovely much for inviting Yeah, likewise, likewise. <laughs> so, Karine, I mean, I think most yacht crew know you, but for people who don't know you, would you share just a little bit of your story of who you are? Because you kind of have a combined experience of both psychological training and Mm. being a yachty and kind of combining those two. Yeah, I think the simplest way to describe it is that I help crew from the moment that they enter the industry to the moment that they are ready to transition out of the industry. So there is an array of different services based on supporting the needs of crew. I think having gone through the industry myself, ironically, some of those issues even though it was 10 years ago, it still exists. So it's so nice to be able to provide services to fill that gap. And I think having my background in psychology, counseling, organizational psychology and business, it's really helped me to fuse, um, I'd say a melting pot of different services to really target the needs of crew, whether you are a green crew or head of departments, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I think it's it's been interesting, you know, in the two or three years I've known you and we've chatted, it's also been interesting to watch the crew coach develop because, yeah. you know, when, when you started, it more seemed like kind of crew counseling to help people over difficult places. Um, yes. Then you've kind of brought in leadership courses and Mm. And, and it's sort of evolved over kind of my time of knowing you as the crew coach, as has the logo recently too. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I think it's important to adapt and evolve and move with the times, <laughs> like even with our personal development and with your background in psychology as well. I think it's such a good foundation to have in terms of working with people specifically, but it gives you so much skill around supporting, motivating, and I think empowering. And that's with regards to the mentorship award. I don't see mentorship as you downloading your experience onto someone else or your knowledge onto someone else. It's a really distinct skill of empowering the other person to recognize their own strengths 
because I think it's going to carry more weight and it's going to be able to help them build the confidence in execution. Have you noticed, um, I mean, we've talked about mental health and it's great to see that discussion happening more, particularly over the past two years. And, you know, as an industry, I think there's a growing awareness, there's more discussions, there's training programs. But have you noticed as well that there is um, one of the things most of my guests say, particularly from the seniors crew, was the difference a mentor made along the way? Or if they didn't have one, how important they want to give it back and mentor somebody else that mm-hmm. I've noticed really in, in the past two years, the mm-hmm. concept of mentorship and its role and importance in the industry has sort of blossomed. Mm, I think as individuals, we're looking more towards leaving a legacy. So rather than take, 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 it's like, well, what can I give back? And I mean, you know, it's very inspiring to see that and to even get to know some of the people who you've interviewed to understand, you know, what is it that they want to contribute to the industry besides their job description and what is expected of them? How do they want to go above and beyond their role? And I, there's nothing more fulfilling and rewarding to help or give back. It's mm. I, um, people may know, cause I've, I've quoted this before, but it's one of my favorite scientific facts that if you help somebody, you get a release of serotonin. If mm. somebody helps you, you get a release of serotonin. And even if you see somebody helping somebody else, you get a release of serotonin. And I, I love this fact because it's a bit like smiling, you know, it, it always will have in some shape or form a positive benefit. And one of the lovely feedbacks I've had this week, both talking with like captains and junior crew is that mentorship isn't just necessarily the people who have more experience, you know, Mm -hmm. I was chatting with captain Tom last week and he was like, you know, sometimes the green crew can be your mentors because they're coming in fresh and they're seeing things new and they're questioning things and you know it can it can go both ways it doesn't necessarily have to mean um you've got to be older or sometimes for some people it's not even necessarily a person it can be something that helps change their perspective a hundred percent and so well said and the thought that came to my mind in terms of who have i learned from And the prisoners have taught me so much when I was working in a prison Mm. and I couldn't understand why this guy was smiling. Like he, he was a client of mine. I just started in maximum security. It was the most oppressive, depressing place I've ever been in. I didn't see a blade of grass. I needed green and I contacted the supervisor and I said, please, can you let me bring a pot plant in for sanity? And they're very strict because obviously you can smuggle drugs through carrying um, contraband, whatever, coming in the jail. And this man was so interesting to talk to. And after my first meeting with him, I was like, I have to ask him, like, is he on drugs? Like, what is going on? Why are you in prison and smiling? (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, he had the death penalty originally in China. And then he got sent because he's his background is Chinese. He was smuggling cocaine. And then he got sent back to serve the rest of his sentence in Australia. So then it got life, I mean, sorry, death penalty, life. And then he had 20 years and he'd been in jail for 17. And he only had a couple of years to go. And I said, yeah, why, why are you smiling? Why are you so happy? And he said, Miss, I'm just so grateful. And I was like, grateful? Grateful for what? Like, I don't understand. He said, in China, the prison was so bad. They tortured tortured us. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Tortured us. And um, he said, I'm just, this environment is so much better. And obviously, I was seeing it from a different lens. And what I was seeing was a very harrowing, like, depressive environment. And, yeah, I think being open-minded and being willing to engage crew from different ranks and hearing their insight is crucial because it's also part of creative problem-solving. Mm. And, it, like, we come from a diverse background as well, the crew. I, you know, it, it, um, one of the other nominees is for um, mentorship is, is Gorsha. I can't roll off my tongue, her last name, but she's Polish and beautiful person. And she was saying, you know, in Poland, she she was talking about, I was saying that, you know, the yachting industry is not only everyone is far from home, but we've got lots of different languages and cultures and customs. Um, You know, how much I've learned from communication, you know, that what we don't realize how Germans, when you say half past three, don't think 3.30, because in German, if you translate it, it doesn't work the same way. And she said, you know, in in Polish, when we want to say please and thank you, we change the conjugation of the sentence. So it includes it. Mm-hmm. So then when we speak English, we don't use please and thank you because it's not part of the language. And I just thought yes. that was a, a wonderful example of how something so small, because as any parent knows, please and thank you are the cornerstone of what you teach your children as politeness. And yet yes. that's just in our language. Um, you know, Correct. and we all know kind of going, geez, is she being that rude to me? Well, yep. maybe not. Um, A hundred, and that's why cross-cultural communication is so important. And the same example I got from a client who's Russian and she says the same thing. I don't say please and thank you for everything. Like, why? So obviously in our culture, if a female comes through, a guy normally steps aside to let the female. And the crew, deck crew, were like, thank you. <laughs> like, where's thank you? She's like, what is wrong with these people? Like, please, thank you all the time. It like, feels like every five seconds it's necessary. But that's why we need to talk about these things. And it's, it's not spoken about. And I think that's what's missing in the industry. And I think we could really work on that is providing training and support and awareness on how we can live, work together more effectively. Which brings me on to kind of my, my next question, which um, you have not only worked in the industry, you know, uh, over 
from start to finish and the crew coach over almost a decade now, I would think, and have seen a lot of changes, particularly as the crew coach. You've seen all these discussions that had always been there. It's not like Mm. mental health is or is new or different. At least we're talking about it, but you've seen a lot of changes. What would you like to see develop more or change in the industry? And, you know, that can be on the boat, Mm. outside the boat. I think a common one, and maybe some of your guests have shared this, but the need for us to do mental health first aid as part of the SCCW 95 is a big one. Another one is, I think, a advanced leadership course should be mandatory if you want to move up the ranks. Because what has happened in the past is people have moved up the ranks through time or um, just being at the right place um, in the right time. And I'm seeing some horrific leaders um, causing a lot of damage. One client of mine, the captain, created so much stress and anxiety for this individual. She, The doctor had to come on board, put her on medication, and she was vomiting in the lift, um, not sleeping. And he was saying, well, it's your fault. You need to manage your health. But his uh, style of leadership was aggression. Control. Unfortunately. So I'm like, how are these people getting through the system? And it's interesting in terms of the advanced leadership course that I run, it takes three months, but it's so, the questions that are asked make you really, really think because you can't, as you know, change a behavior overnight. It takes work. You've got to work on limiting beliefs. And that's why I'm so grateful for doing a psychology counseling degree because a trainer I don't think would be able to unpack it to that level. So it's creating awareness. Self-awareness is one of the key parts of emotional intelligence. So those are the two. The other thing is I think we could be kinder to green crew because if Mm. you look at um, when we recruit or you see job ads, it's like uh, must have green crew but must have six months experience, one year experience or two yachts, worked on two yachts. And as Captain Tom was sharing, like you don't, I think we need to put some weight on emotional intelligence as well as other experience because I think everyone can learn the fundamentals of doing laundry, all of that. Like it's quite basic. But in terms of being aware of your behavior and others and reading people and communication and, yeah, that that's a different level. Mm. And there are also skills, you know, you've, talk to a lot of people looking at the transition um, to working on shore. I think mm. having built up skills for your own personal awareness, you know, I, I had a lovely chat with Lynn Edwards, who's up for the Lifetime mm. Achievement Award. Mm. And she was talking about the same thing of, of building mm. up the leadership qualities and that it starts with recognizing how you work, recognizing your skills and your weaknesses. So then you can balance out, you know, if if you're not good at accounting, then that's something you need to ask help for and recognize that's your weakness. And, you know, I, I was struck, I had a 
gorgeous chat with the junior stew. And she was saying this, Cassie, she was like, you know, I, I really want them to hear our voice. And she was mm-hmm. so positive and motivated, but honest as well. Uh-huh. She's like, it can be really lonely, but I want them to hear our voice because, you know, because they're this next generation coming up that have yes. the potential of, of changing the industry as well. Um, yeah. And it's really, really exciting. And I think with regards to the changes that need to take place, we did a PYA webinar and we had a doctor on board talking about the ENG1. And I found that really concerning because I know people in my community have lied about their mental health just because they don't get it otherwise, their ENG1. And I was trying to highlight well, it's about the protective measures that we're putting on place in place on yachts that is so important. So you're not giving someone their ENG1 because they're stating that they've experienced depression or anxiety in the past and now they could be a potential risk. So just to safeguard the, the yacht, we, we're not going to pass you. But what about the substance abuse happening aboard? Cocaine, alcohol, heard of captains at the helm intoxicated or food and, um, disorders yeah. or um yes you know it, it what support are we providing yeah um, if you consider that one in five people will have depression or anxiety yeah and we have a whole generation now i read just this week you know in across europe 62% of those aged between 18 and 25 declared a, an increase in um, mental health issues, be it depression or anxiety or 62. panic. 62. That's the majority of young people in Europe are feeling a lot more stressed and it's showing up with anxiety or food or some other mm. um, issue that. You know, I I know we are progressing, but in some Mm -hmm. ways we've also got to take into the fact that we've had a sweeping change in the world. Mm -hmm. And one of the common complaints in the superyacht industry is it's very slow to change. Oh my gosh, I was just about to say that. And it it shouldn't take that long to change because it's a very tight-knit community of a lot of very smart people with a similar goal. But it does seem to be well behind in many different areas. And I would love to know what the causes of that. Like, yes, it could be um, people's school of thought. And maybe as you get older, you're more resistant to change. So I'm not too sure who's sitting, like with yacht management companies, who's really sitting at the top, like have they been in the industry for a long time and they think mental health is absolutely ridiculous. You need to go and get yourself sorted. Otherwise you don't belong here. You might be dealing with those sort of attitudes. But um, another one I think is money. They think, oh no, but to put a course, it's going to cost too much money. And But at the end of the day, if you're looking for long-term results, that's a very small investment to make, education, very small. And I know that there's some yachts that have budgets for training, and I think that needs to be an ongoing process. And another thing I think we need in our industry is an HR department, a neutral body, because the crew 
don't feel safe. I know when I was crew, I didn't trust the DPA. I didn't trust the yacht management company based on the observations. Um, yeah, and we just, I think we need a, a neutral HR body to, to really be there for crew um, so that we can make these changes effectively. And I, I think as well that brings up, because I think that's one of the big problems, not only is there stigma of who uh, are complaining and that might affect your career progression or, you know, but also when something does happen, where do you go to? There is not a union for yachties there. You know, there are great organizations like Nautilus and PYA and Aizwan who yeah. are working. But I, I do actually wonder, you know, um, there is not, there is coming into place, but there's not sort of a standardization that perhaps would make it run better. Yeah. So I think that we're having this discussion on there's a, a PYA wellbeing committee. And I think we need a continuum of care model. As you said, we need to start having conversations between each other hmm. and working together as a team because otherwise people are going to just fall through the gaps if we don't. So it's how do we utilize our resources in the best way possible to provide results. So I think that in the past, we've done so many surveys about mental health, sexual assault, harassment. And I'm like, yeah, great. But then what? Like what solutions are we providing? Because it's really unfair for the crew to open up and expose those wounds and it's a cry out for help, but what help are we actually providing them? Yeah. Um, my other um, question I've been asked from most of my guests has also been looking at the green crew or the young, not yet crew um, who are coming into the industry or just started in the industry. Well, if you were going to share two or three pieces of sage advice, what would you say to them starting off? In terms of coming into the industry? Uh, pointers of what you th- you would say you need to look at ahead or mm, tips of what's brand. important. Yeah, I think personal bra- brand is so important because uh, it's your reputation. It's a very small industry. So word of mouth travels. I would think about your conduct when you are in public spaces, especially in bars and if you're having a few drinks because, yeah, those could be long-lasting impressions and can tarnish your reputation. And they can stay a lot longer than they used to, you know. Yeah. 15 years ago, we didn't have social media. So if you did something really stupid, it might be in people's memories, but it won't be on Facebook or Instagram or a bit more permanent. Yes, definitely. And I think to have your wits about you, um, I've been given feedback when I was younger that I was, I'm very naive and yeah, I like to see the best in everyone, but I think I could be gullible. So it was thanks to my mom before I left to go my first yacht. She said, darling, I've just watched the movie Taken. You've got to be so careful. (laughs) 
you know what? I was like, oh, mum, I'm fine. I'm 28 years old. I'll be fine. And that weekend I was in on Kona and I was exploring a Sunday. Most of the shops are closed on the Sunday, very quiet. And I got followed by two men and it was the most scary <laughs> experience I've ever been through. And the same happened to me in Turkey. So I think Keep your wits about you, uh, safety first. The other thing is if you're not happy, leave. Don't stay. It's not worth it. I've had a cousin um, made her take cocaine and she's never taken cocaine before, but the owners wanted her to perform, providing service and being full of energy and she was only in her Hang on. Hang unfortunately, on. Kareem, yeah. Just just at that bit, it just something went funny in the internet and it just got garbled. So as you were saying, I had a young stew who was forced to take cocaine and okay. then it, it just garbled the rest, even though I was getting the gist of it. Okay, and, okay, okay. Oh, so and then yeah, you she froze. Was forced, oh, okay. So she was forced to take cocaine so that she could perform and be up all night and be on it and deliver the she yeah so that was problematic um I think she said she had to do it for a full month of cocaine every day and she's also a victim of rape Mm -hmm. and more than once and one of the 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 person involved was a, a friend sadly so yeah I think you do you need to be very aware of your safety and if something doesn't feel right it normally isn't so leave and I've been in that situation myself and I called a good friend on the boat and she helped me out of that situation so don't be afraid to ask for help yeah and the having the friend it's one of the things I always say you know, when my girls got to be teenagers and going out of make sure you have someone who's watching your back, have that best friend that, or that somebody to call who, if something Something happens, you have that port of call, or if you're going somewhere dodgy, you know, you have that someone to go with you. Mm, 100%. So important. Yeah. Kareen, it's so lovely to catch up with you. I am delighted to see you up for this nomination. I think it is something not only you have been talking about and trying to increase the awareness of this, but you have been naturally doing in your community all around the place. Thank you so much, Maeve. And I, I hope to see more people nominated. And I think it's really important to lift one another up because you might be nominated one day as well, and you deserve to be just saying the general public, like in terms of crew being nominated. So don't be afraid to, uh, if someone's deserving of that nomination, to to vote for them. It's not a competition, but I think if we've got good positive role models in our industry, we're just going to create a healthier, positive one, and that's what we're after. Yeah, better place to be. Wonderful. Thanks, Maeve. Thank you. (laughs) We have been catching up with Corrine Rayson, who is known to many of you as the crew coach. 
and she is up for the well-deserved award of mentorship this year. So stay well, stay safe wherever you are. And thanks for tuning in. Thank you. You're listening to Super Yacht Radio.